Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust your anchor is holding firmly to the Word of God this morning. So good to welcome you today. Hope that this day has been uh, has begun for you, uh, meditating on the Lord, at least thinking on Him. Perhaps you need to take the opportunity to review some scripture you've memorized. I don't know what you woke up to today, but I assure you that God is still on the throne, that Jesus Christ is still King, that He's still interceding for you. I don't know what you face because so many listen to this, and you all come from different circumstances, but I can assure you that the same God is over all And He's in you, and He's walking uh, with you in fellowship as long as you're obedient to His Word. And so I encourage you to meditate and let your mind be drawn towards passages of Scripture that have have ministered to you in the past, because they're the same. They never change, just like the character of God. Yesterday, today, and forever. And of course, today we are continuing the series from John chapter 15. Uh, We looked at verse 1 last time, and we noted that Jesus was teaching his disciples that he is the true vine, and his father is the vine dresser, or the husbandman, as the King James puts it. And he is suggesting there, not just suggesting, suggesting, but he is absolutely saying that uh, that because of who he is, you have to be rooted in him. That's where the source of life, that's where the source of real living is. It's in him that if you want to be fruitful as a servant of the living God, if you're a believer today, it ought to be your desire to please the Lord in all you do. It ought to be your desire to be able to stand before him and to be able to say, Lord, I've given my very best today. And we can't always do that because we still exist in this human flesh, but it ought to be our desire to really produce fruit for the glory of the living God today. And Jesus says the way to do that is to be rooted in him because he is the true vine. He is the source of nourishment. He is the source of life that if we will bear fruit, then we will go to him. I, I have a. I tried to grow a garden this past summer, and uh, I, in some ways, was successful. In others, I was not successful. I actually got one green bean. Isn't that awful? I got one green bean, and I think it was already on there when I planted the plant. Uh, I got one green bean. I had pumpkins coming out of my ears, and zucchinis everywhere, all over the backyard. Uh, there were some things that it produced well. There were other things not so well. Uh, and uh, it was uh, remarkable to me that there were some that were growing really well, uh, particularly some of the squash that I had planted. And it was growing well until we had a bit of a storm and some of them broke away from the vine. And you can imagine what happened at that point. Uh, things became shriveled. The uh, the fruit from the plant did not last, and it actually ended up rotting. Uh, Jesus is saying that if we want to produce fruit, we have to be attached to the vine. He says in verse 2 of John 15, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Here you see the tenderness of that patient gardener who's going to tend to what uh, what he's planted so that it might produce the best fruit possible. 
uh, the he and and in reference to every branch in me, there are branches that are taken away that were probably never properly abiding in the vine anyway. Uh, we think of the character of Judas among the twelve disciples of our Lord, and while he at least visually and and uh, in his presence was in. Uh, in the in the uh, vine itself, he was not attached to the vine in the sense that he was drawing nourishment from there. From outward looks, he was a professor, but inwardly he was not a possessor. He did not have that uh, living, vital relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The ones that bear fruit, though, the Scripture says, uh, are tenderly cleansed, and that's interesting. It says that they are cleansed, and in verse 3, it says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So, let's back up just a little bit. Every branch in me, we all know that in any given, at least a visual house of God or assembly that gets together at any given Sunday, there are people that are generally seated in that sanctuary. There are people that are not attached to the vine. They are people that are not abiding in Christ. They are people that are not converted. That is always going to be the case whenever you have an assembly of believers, uh, of, of, uh, of people that profess to be believers anyway. Uh, you will have genuinely saved people there, but there will be there those that are lost. And so the scripture says that God removes them by, prune, by, by cleansing what need, uh, the people that need to be cleansed. And then it says that he will prune those who are his. It's, it's literally the word cleanse. It, the word prune is interesting, but it's literally the word cleanse. It could apply either way. And he says in verse 3 that you're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. The word of God is a cleansing agent, folks. That's why it's so imperative that if you claim to be a believer today, that you be uh, allowing the word of God to wash over your soul like clean cleansing water. It condemns our sin. It will inspire you to greater sanctification and holiness. It'll promote growth in your life. It'll give you power for victory in the life that God's called you to. The word of God is the source of nourishment that every one of you need. It's not simply busy work for a preacher to tell you to stay in your Bible. It is absolutely essential for you to be able to produce fruit for the for the living God. And so uh, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. It's interesting that some, some uh, commentators comment on that that says uh, the word that is translated take away can be translated lifts up. It's interesting that the father lifts up unproductive vines off the ground. He often does that. That's common in vine dressing. You get them off the ground so that they can get more sun. They can bear better fruit. Uh, I have a neighbor who has a whole bunch of blackberries and raspberry bushes. And he meticulously went through and cleared away all of those that were broken and unattached and unfruitful and dead and dying ones. And he detached those and he set up this uh, 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 scaffolding type thing where he could tie the fruitful ones up so that they were able to get the sun and the uh, moisture that they need and to be free from the rot on the ground. 
And so like a tender vine dresser, he took care of those things that needed to be done so that more fruit can be produced. Uh, The Lord reminds us here that God uh, is that tender vine dresser, and he is going to do everything necessary in order to help you produce as much fruit as possible. Now it's up to you to allow his work in your life. And he does does so through various circumstances, and he's working his purposes so that one day you can stand before him, and he can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hope today that that's your thinking and that it's your desire to remain in the Lord and have Him be well pleased with your life. God's always faithful. He's going to take care of you. Put yourself in His hands and He will tenderly nourish you. He is going to take care of you and see that you have all that you need to be successful spiritually in Him. He He is today. He's looking at you. He's watching you. He loves you and He cares for you. Will you remain in the vine, the true vine, the Lord Jesus Christ, and flourish in Him? We're going to look at that next time and see what that means. God bless. Walk with Christ.